fucking up my game and I'ma head out west Where real women come equipped with scripts and fake press Find a nest in the hills, chill like Flint Buy an old drop top, find a spot to pit Then I'ma kid, rock it up and down your block Go with a bottle of scotch and watch lots of crotch Buy a yacht with a flag saying chill in the most Then rock that bitch up and down the Welcome back. We are back with another edition of the Fantasy 40 Podcast with myself, John DeBari, my co-host, Mr. Matt Walker. And as always, we are brought to you by our friends at Expand the Box Score. Be sure to go check out Expand the Box Score. Use the promo code 40. Get a couple days of free advanced stats before you subscribe to a longer term commitment. Moving on. Big news of the day, Deshaun Watson, uh, the day we're recording this, just was announced, got a six-game suspension. But the main focus today is going to be the AFC West, what may be the fire show every weekend. Fingers crossed. Hopefully, we'll see. But Walk, how are you? Want to say anything about Watson? And let's jump into the West. Uh, AFC West, clearly the fantasy football division du jour. This year, I mean, there's just firepower. We had I'm actually excited to, to talk about the West a little bit. And we started AFC and we went, we went, we went compass. So the AFC North hit us first. So way before we had any inclination as to what the Deshaun Watson suspension was going to be. I don't vividly recall really where we went with that. I think we both had him as a, as a bad team um, as far as win loss is concerned. And clearly it was to the detriment of all the, fantasy viable options to be rolling with Jacoby Brissett over Deshaun Watson. So personal biases aside, six games is what roughly a third of the, of the season, half of the fantasy regular season, give or take, depending on where your league structure is. So in a single quarterback league, you can make up that gap and start anyone else for six weeks before Watson Two QB league. You might be stressed a little bit more, but no, it's an upgrade to the entire offense once he returns. I mean, it's, we're talking fantasy football. He is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, generating fantasy points not only for himself but for his his team. So, it's a it's a plus for the Browns' offense from a fantasy perspective. Yeah, I'm not. Doesn't move the needle. I mean, who knows who's going to get injured right at week five or six? You know what I mean? Could yeah. could be a could be a blessing in disguise for some teams. Obviously, we didn't like the Browns with him playing that much. So I, I don't know. But he, he's good for fantasy. I still think that team's going to be a giant disappointment. Yeah, I mean, it. I think it makes the North <clears throat> more competitive by and sure. large. I don't know when the the matchups occur, but. Um, the Bengals, I think we both had as the class of the North, the, the Ravens should bounce back. And now I, I think it's at least going to make the Browns a highly competitive team week in and week out. And I still think Steelers are going to suck. You think they're going to be good. So it, it should be kind of a a leveling for all parties involved, in, in your opinion. I just don't believe in the, the Steelers this year. But teach their own. But we already talked about the North. So we, we move on. And we're heading out west. One it makes me think of like – in the city, city, yeah, yeah. Give me the heading out west where women come equipped with, yeah. You, know? you, you with me? <laughs> I, I know this. I don't know the words. <laughs> oh man, expect a better out of you. Either way, it's scripts and something else that aren't real. Anything? No. 
Dr. Dre? No? We're just talking about how old we both are. This is literally right in your wheelhouse. No excuse. Fake what? Oh, breasts. There you go, John. You got that. All right. So, (laughs) alphabetical order. I start off again, and I I confirm with John that I actually have the accurate teams this week, so we don't have to scramble. And right out of the gate with these Denver Broncos – Huge free agency moves. I mean, we're going to be talking – I'm going to be talking specifically about two teams that probably made the biggest moves in free agency this offseason, and if not, two of the biggest three, with the third being the team you're going to talk about, uh, I would assume. So jumping right in with the Broncos free agency moves, Russell Wilson trade, part of a two firsts, two seconds, Drew Locke, Noah Fant, and Shelby Harris to go get their quarterback – they also went and signed Josh Johnson to a one-year deal to be the backup. Fun note, this is Josh Johnson's 14th NFL team. No way. Nuts. Yeah, I saw it today. I don't know why I even paid it any mind. He's 36 years old, which also blew my mind. I didn't think he was that old. And this is his 14th team, whether it was just like in camp. Or so. I doubt he's made it 14 seasons in the NFL, but he's been on 14 NFL teams in various capacities. That's shocking. Said sit Giant. down, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Giant piece of shit in real life. Just you, I know any chance you get. Circle back on Josh, Mr. Josh yeah. Johnson. Just hey, tis what it is. Uh beyond that, re-signed Mel Vin Gordon to a one-year deal up to five million after he lingered out on the free agent market because no one wanted to pony up that cash for him. Went back, dimmed the light a little bit of Javante Williams' breakout season because Melvin Gordon will get significant touches in this offense, unfortunately, especially with Hackett coming over, who does deploy a two-running back system as well. Then big Randy Gregory told the Dallas Cowboys to stuff it and pulled out on the deal. I think he agreed to in principle or something. There was a little little issue with Mr. Gregory and his – Accepting a deal and then backing out to take a five-year, $70 million deal. Only $28 million guaranteed for the Broncos. That seems light for a total value against guaranteed basis, but he's also had some transgressions yes. as well. So there's probably a lot of incentives for him. I'm just wondering exactly what the Cowboys offered. because I felt like it was a similar offer. but It was. I, th- I think it was uh, <clears throat> a little more heavily skewed against said transgressions. I think that was the problem. Yeah, you got it. Right here, Cowboys right? wanted yeah. a little more security. Gotcha. Yeah. Good old fuck me, no fuck you. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. All right, to Randy Gregory. Big for David's big free agent moves. Not a ton more. Resigned a bunch of like linemen and some move different moves on defense, but notable moves. Um that's what we'll qualify. Going into the draft, traded their first round pick, so didn't have a first round pick, but still had plenty of picks in this draft. Second round they went and got Nick Benito, the edge. Third round, my guy, tight end two, Greg Dulcich. Then Damari Mathis, the cornerback in the fourth. Sorry, buddy. Uh, Ioma Ozariki, the tackle in the fifth. No, Ozariki. Tried my best guy. Really did. Then in the fifth, Delarin Turner-Yell, safety. Also in the fifth, small school, small guy, Montrell Washington, wide receiver from Sanford. Also in the fifth, Luke Wattenberg in the sixth, Matt Henningsen, defensive tackle, Wisconsin. Seventh, Fione Hicks, cornerback, Wisconsin. Clearly, there was a clause in the trade with Russell Wilson that they have to go get as many Badgers as possible on day three of the draft just to just to do right by uh, those Wisconsin Badgers. But 
nothing of significance outside of Dulcich. Benito would be a good rotational pass rusher for them. None of those other guys I even knew about, even from an IDP perspective, before this. But I do like Dulcich with Fant out of town. Alberto is still largely unproven. We both like him, and I'm not of this, like, Dulcich already took his job. You're reading some of these, like, camp shit, and, like, everyone's, like, losing their mind about Dulcich over Alberto. Like, they're giving they're giving the kid snaps. Dulcich will be more the move guy than anything else. Alberto, a massive human being that can also run fast, will get first crack at the tight end position. But I still do like investing in Dulcich, especially in tight end premium leagues. I just think he's a good athletic pass catcher. And if Alberto does not pan out, then he's going to be next in line. So there's value to be had there. Where does that leave these Broncos? Again, you, you force me to do this, select every team every week thing. And by and large, the results, I was like, no, nah. <laughs> I, I disagree, sir. But at the Broncos at 13 and four, which had them as the third seed in the AFC. And to my defense, Denver was third in points allowed last year. And now it was, it was a Vic Fangio defense. And that dude's always been able to craft defense. I don't even know who their defensive coordinator is at present, but they have the pieces. And that was with them being 23rd in turnovers. So they limited scoring and weren't a good turnover team. Only had 19 turnovers last year. So I think there's opportunity for this defense to take a step, even in what we deem the fantasy football division du jour. Self, you know, I, I deemed it as such. But yeah, 13 and four for those Russell Wilson led Denver Broncos. And can't Vegas. argue it. I don't think they're worse than 11 and five or 11 and six. Yeah, Vegas has them 10 and five. My total for them uh, was 10 and five. I'm sorry. 10.75. Oh, like, can't, can't do that. 10, 10 and a half. <laughs> Get your shit together, Vegas. All right. So, and I, I've got them at 12 and five. So, Man. right there with you. And, uh, you know, we talked about this before. You're looking at the, the clay projections, too. We're both, I think, a little higher on them than everybody else. They have a ton of talent. I mean, Looks great on paper. There's more talent on this Denver Broncos team than there ever was on any Russell Wilson, Seattle Seahawks team that I can recall. And he just walked away from a DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett team because they never had it. They didn't have a wide receiver three. They didn't have a tight end last Deeper, year. Yeah. And they had good running backs. But I mean, just think Sutton, Judy, Patrick, Hamler, Alberto, Dulcich, Javante Williams, and Melvin Gordon. I mean, that's, that's a lot of firepower. And we said this last year during the season, and they have depth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they could lose their top two receivers, top tight end, top running back, and still, still field a still be in a league top, average. Yeah, a better than league average. Yeah, I'm saying at worst, sorry, top at third. Worst. Yeah. yeah, offense. But but listen, if they lose Russell Wilson, shit bag Josh Johnson sure ain't keeping him. <laughs> top third offense. But yeah, they just they 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 are packed. They're chock full. Yeah. Of firepower. So, yeah, I mean, I 10 and a half, I'd probably take the over there because I like their defense too. I just don't think, I think they're quality offense. They're in a tough division. You're going to have to score points every week to win this division. It's not going to, not going to be able to just win with defense, but you might be able to win with more points and a little bit of defense. And I think that's what, I think that's what Denver brings to the table. True story. Moving on to, I don't care that they're in L.A. They will always be the San Diego Chargers to me. The Super Chargers. Who we have. Let me oh, tell you, I was watching some, some video last night getting ready for this. 
They have the best uniforms in all of professional sports. They always have, and they probably always will. That powder blues. Powder Amazing. blues are just, just, just yeah. Say, say magnifique. <laughs> Go, they're amazing. Go a little French today. Guy that doesn't give a shit about shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh so, goodness. in the draft, what did the Chargers do this year? Uh, unlike you, I'm not naming all these non fantasy relevant guys. However, first round pick Zion Johnson, offensive lineman. Uh, some of the people in the know had him as one of the top ranked offensive lineman in this class. A lot of high, high, high thoughts about that guy. I don't know much about it. I'm not an offensive line guy, but the last few years, they've really done a good job bringing guys in and, and putting a decent line in place. So they don't have uh, the Andrew luck situation here mm-hmm. with the chargers uh, for, for Justin Ebert. in the third round, their next pick, they took a safety unimportant for our purposes. Fourth round, 18th pick, your boy, C.J. Spiller, to come in and uh, back up Austin Eckler. Huge disappointment at the combine. Measurables were not that great. But did I'm you say C.J. Spiller? What did I say? I totally missed you. throw a C.J. Spiller out there? I did say C.J. Spiller. I thought you did. Like, don't wait for a second. He tried to throw a C.J. Spiller by me. <laughs> Show some respect to the better Spiller. <laughs> but as Isaiah? I was saying, yeah, big Isaiah's disappointment. Spiller? Okay. Isaiah, say his name. I say a Siller. I'm sorry. Goodness gracious. They, they, he, he laid a bit of egg at the combine. Measurables weren't where they wanted to be, but he did have good tape. I mean, coming into this draft process, he was arguably one of the top backs in this class, and he just put up some poor numbers. So sometimes guys do that. They're just good football players. We will find out shortly if that is the case. Fifth-round defensive tackle, sixth-round offensive lineman again. Sixth round, another pick, defensive back. Seventh round, another defensive back. An interesting pick, 39th pick, seventh round. They took a fullback who was a running back in uh, college at Purdue, Xander Horvath. And I was like, ah, that guy's not going to make the team. Why am I even putting him on here? Did a little research. He is apparently running with the ones in camp. So I don't know if they're going to fullback. Yes. Okay. So I don't know if they're going to have a little more fullback action there. If he's a decent pass catcher, because I didn't do a ton of research on him, you know, could have a little sneaky value in some of these PPR leagues, especially when injuries pile up and waivers are pick clean. I've done it before with Juszczyk in the past. So there there are some fantasy viable fullbacks from time to time in PPR, especially down the stretch. He's on a good offense. And more importantly, if he does the fullback job and is out there busting holes open for Isaiah Spiller and Austin Eckler. He could have a pretty decent impact on this team with the offensive line that they built over the years. Going into free agency, didn't do much. I mean, the Chargers somehow are the most boring team in this division this year as far as transactions go. They brought in DeAndre Carter, who I only mentioned because if you're in a league that scores kick return points, he ends up one of the top wide receivers, especially if they get the big bonuses. So he's worth having on your radar and he'll get a few passes here and there throughout the season. So if you're in a league that rewards special team points, DeAndre Carter should be on your radar. The The big name they brought in on offense was Gerald Everett. Who's going to come in and take over the Jared cook role at tight end who was serviceable last year. Everett's got a lot of upside and he's on a better team now, better offense fingers crossed. He could finally 
produce after a couple of years of disappointment. And then on the defensive side, the biggest move was trading uh, for Khalil Mack from the Chicago Bears. So Mack lining up opposite Bosa should make a pretty good defense even better. So Chargers overall didn't they, – they already had a pretty good team, didn't need to do a lot. They fixed up a few spots where they needed help, backup running back, got the other defensive end opposite Bosa. Everett tight end was kind of weak. And they shorted their offensive line, so they didn't have a lot to do, but they did a little with it. Vegas has them at 10 and 5 also, and I have them at 11 and 6. You you lost me uh, at the free agent. Well, let's start. Let me let me two things. Okay. And you're you're gonna have to apologize for the latter two. First thing, Xander Horvath's real name is Alexander, so I almost couldn't find him. But 6'3, 230 pound. You know, fire plug, not much as a runner, 1,181 career yards, eight touchdowns in four years at Purdue. Did have 68 catches for 592 yards and a touchdown. So almost nine yards per reception, not a total liability. Actually had a 10, uh, 30 reception, 304-yard junior season. So he could do something. I don't ever think it's going to be there. But you did not even mention Mike Williams at all. He was a free agent. He, he resigned. That is a free agent uh, move, John. To, goodness out. gracious. They, they just resigned. It oh. is the definition of free agency. They were going to tag him. If not, <laughs> it's the definition. Three years, $60 million deal, $40 million fully guaranteed. Probably kicking himself now after seeing the contracts that DK Metcalf and Debo Samuel ended up getting, which were, I believe are both three years, $72 million yeah. with far more. Guaranteed. I feel Debo's in a $50 million or sorry, DK's in a $50 million on the guarantees. And I don't recall what Debo is because that one I just believe came out. Metcalf got the most guaranteed ever. money for a non quarterback ever. Yeah. I mean, I know it was high. So Mike Williams just, you know, just didn't want that tag, I guess. Yeah. You know, so wanted a little bit of more security. So there it is. I guess when you're, that's the, that's the price you pay um, to, uh, for security. But yeah, him and then did you say anything about Khalil Mack? Yes. I totally <laughs> I'm, I'm scrolling down his list. I don't really remember the Khalil Mack acquisition for the for the 22 second and six round pick. So okay. Well you totally spaced on Mike Williams, which I feel is intentional. He did yeah. I, I did that. He re-signed with the team. He was no, no not a new addition. He was a free agent. <sighs> Until he was tagged. He was a free agent. Could have signed anywhere. Give me that. You've definitely spoken about other teams who have re-signed guys. That's no. Intentional? You just, just totally omit guys that re-sign with their team? Yes. Thus far? Okay. They're still on the roster. I need to do my due diligence on you going forward. <laughs> but Mike Williams, yeah, was a uh, monster last year, got injured, and, and kind of fell back a little bit. But you're going to get the full Mike Williams experience this year. Where did you have him as far as record? Vegas has them 10 and a half. I have them 11 and six. Okay. I have 12 and five, which is good for the sixth seed in the AFC. So right in the same wheelhouse. Chargers don't charger me again this year. I swear. If you do it again, where you're like, you're like, say you're like, you know, a nine and two team, which I could see happening or a 10 and two team. And you're right there. No, let me not even do that. Yeah. 10 and two. And then you just totally face plant and you end up being a 10 and seven team because you just, collapse down the stretch i'm going to disown you that's the end 
And my, my patience is wearing extremely thin with my second favorite NFL team. And I don't want to leave, especially after you went and got my boy Isaiah, not CJ Spiller, to, to pick up the load that, that uh, Austin Eckler doesn't want to carry anymore. The, so. the one name that I also wrote down next to this team was Brandon Staley, because I think – I think he is the most overrated coach in the NFL. And if what you're (laughs) uh, hoping doesn't happen does happen, it's 100% on his shoulders. And if they don't make the playoffs again after everything that they did this offseason, I think he's going to be one of those winning young coaches that gets fucking canned. I mean, just – to your point, they solidified the offensive line. They have quality pass catchers and depth. I'm a big Josh Palmer guy, and they re-signed Jalen Guyton. So they have they have decent enough depth. I'm sure there's some other guys that I'm not even aware of with the wide receivers. They they brought Everett back in, still kind of a weak spot at the tight end, but they have guys. They have Donald Parham there. There's there's bodies, and then they tried to finally find a, a complimentary running back for Austin Eckler. But the offense there, and then the defense, I mean, Bosa and Khalil Mack, even if Mack's kind of post-prime when he's like the beta side of a rush it's like where von miller just destroyed the playoffs because of aaron donald that could be cleo mack all day and then they're getting derwin james back they have talent all across both sides of that uh both sides of the, on offense and defense so, so they, right. let's say they no, win 10 games and 10 games keep the playoffs yeah 10 games you're good you're 10 and 17 you're not gonna get fired as a denwin team but he's probably what in year three Probably like, yo, you fucking do another one of those 10 win, no playoff seasons. I mean, the window, they, they got hey Bear on that cheap contract. That window's slamming shut real quick. Yeah, that, that's on the GM. That, that's not on Staley, right? But I mean, I'm saying it's, it's not, the pressure's back. on to win. Sure. Ooh, I mean, that's why they went and got Khalil Mack. And that's, you know, that's why they're, I don't even know who else they brought in to spend, where they spent that money. They're, they're probably just. I think they paid Bosa a ton of money and they obviously just gave Mike Williams a decent bag. Keenan Allen's getting paid, paid well. So yeah, I mean, the, the pressure's on is uh Staley to go for it on fourth down head coach. And that is saying depends, depends what the algorithm says. Oh, I feel He's like Mr. Just like a fucking, like a, all the time. It seemed like it was the, the push for go for it on fourth down, like not kicking him, any field goals. Him a lot of it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, get your shit together, Brandon. You know, it's just, no, no more excuses. Go win the division. I still don't have them win the division. How the Broncos doing? But I do have them second in the division. I don't know where you have them ending up. But smooth transition onto the Kansas City Chiefs, who have been the class of the AFC West for the Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid era, even before that, right? The end of the uh, Alex Smith era. So they've been solid in free agency. They traded away Tyree Kill. They said, we are not paying you all that fucking money. They just were not doing it. You know, he'd go, go find that in South Beach, which he did. They got a 22 first, second, and fourth, and a 23, a 23, a 22, a 23, fourth and sixth rounder. Hill then went and signed, if anyone forgot, a four-year $120 million extension that includes $72.2 million guaranteed. So, yikes. You think these guys have all gotten together and sent a nice fruit basket to Christian Kirk and his agent? I got to think there's a party boat somewhere, right? (laughs) Where it's just, you know, it's hell. And all Christian Kirk did was hit free agency at the right time. That's that's literally all he did. With the stupid. (laughs) Oh, listen, he he wasn't, he wasn't going to, 
say like, let me get back to you on this deal. Right. <laughs> Try to play that against anyone else. He knew what he knew it was coming down, coming his way. So <clears throat> yeah, lost Tyreek Hill for whatever reason, gave a $5 million deal to Ronald Jones. Anyone that's ever listened to this podcast understands that me and John have all five years. No, one year, $5 million. Oh. <laughs> that Ronald Jones is not good at football. I mean, even his, you can't point to any metrics where he was a good football player last year. Does not catch footballs either. Like literally like turns his hands the other way. Like tries to, <laughs> tries to deflect them. Instead old, of old them. no thumbs. Yeah. So, I mean, he's so one dimensional and there's just other still, still other bodies on this offense. Like anyone that really thinks that uh, Ron Jones is going to be anything. I beg to differ. Signed my boy, who was awesome last year for them, Jarek McKinnon. Resigned him to a one-year deal. I think Jarek McKinnon greater than Ronald Jones, and in, in any capacity. If literally they're just treating them equal, debatable. Jarek McKinnon should start over Ronald Jones, but they gave yes. Ronald Jones the bag. He's getting paid more than McKinnon, so Jones is going to be the running downs back on this team. Ceh, who even knows anymore what what he's going to be? Juju went and got a one-year ten point seven five max deal. A year after they tried to sign him when he should have went there and did the one-year thing and then got the long-term deal, he got the one-year deal from Pittsburgh, got hurt. Now he had to settle for another one-year deal. But Kansas City's been after this guy for two years. He's going to be a huge part of this offense. He's making play after play in training camp. Buzz is tremendous. I'm back on Team Juju, top 20 wide receiver this year. Book it. I mean, even even if there was no talent there, like if Juju was a bum, there's there's no competition for targets. Speaking <laughs> I mean, of no competition, Marquez Valdez Scantling went and got a three year, thirty million dollar deal with a max value of thirty six from these same Kansas City Chiefs. It's really a two year deal uh, that they, I think they get out of with like nothing in year three. So he's got a little more security than Juju in Kansas City, but if Juju hits. You got to think they'll probably open up the bag for him. But field stretcher primarily, but they need that in this offense as Tyree Kill is gone. And unfortunately, my boy, Michael Hardman, just really hasn't been able to seize that role. So it's going to be Marquez Valdez-Scantling to lose. They did franchise tag Orlando Brown, who clearly wants to get paid. He worked his way out of Baltimore in a trade, draft day trade, with these same Kansas City Chiefs last year. And now they couldn't work out a long-term deal, so they had to franchise tag him. Frank Clark got a new two-year $29 million deal. Carlos Dunlap signed with the Chiefs on a one-year deal worth up to $8 million. And they also signed Justin Reed, formerly of the Texans, to a three-year $31.5 million deal with $20 million guaranteed. A lot of name cachet there for these Kansas City Chiefs. You're talking about a team that was active in free agency. And that was, that was the Kansas City Chiefs bringing in a lot on the offense and defensive line, trying to, trying to stay the class or stay with the class of the AFC West. Where they went in the draft, so now they've stockpiled picks, right? So two first round, two second round, multiple seventh round picks, apparently. Went and got Trent McDuffie, undersized cornerback. George Karloftis, edge from Purdue, which they do need edge help. Like They, they re-signed Frank Clark and they brought in Carlos Dunlap, but they need some use there. So Karloftis makes sense. What I didn't say was a wide receiver where everyone thought for sure they were going to take a wide receiver in the first round after losing Tyree Kill. But they did not. But they still went and landed Sky Two Wise Moore out of Western Michigan in the second round to go along with safety Brian Cook, who I think is an IDP name to monitor uh, as the 
probably future projected starting strong safety for these Kansas City Chiefs. Third round, Leo Chanel. He's right now second string weak side linebacker behind Willie Gay, who's just about to be off scholarship. He hasn't been what they anticipated when they used a second round pick on him back in 2020. Now a third round pick in Chanel in 23. I think a year from now, Chanel could be the starting weak side linebacker for the Kansas City Chiefs. Joshua Williams, cornerback, Darian Kennard, guard, Jalen Watson, cornerback, Isaiah Pacheco, running back out of Rutgers, and then Nazee Johnson, cornerback. Notable free agent signings. Haven't really mentioned any thus far through uh, the teams because there really haven't been a ton, but Justin Ross, who has already been placed in the IR and will not play football in 2023, 2022. Maybe not 2023 either, but definitely not 2022. <laughs> but um, – Really curious to see what their plans are um, with him. And then Jerion Ely is another one. And he was drafted and listed on NFL.com as a wide receiver. I went in KansasCityChiefs.com. They do not have a published depth chart right now because it's training camp. But on our lads, he is listed as their fifth string slot wide receiver. Who is? Jerion Ely, the UDFA. I think it was a last. Really? So listed as a wide receiver. Well, he's a, he's a great pass catcher. Um, I don't think there's a pass to him making the team as a running back, but I thought it was worth noting when I went and started looking at the depth charts. So that is the Kansas City Chiefs. These same Chiefs, surprisingly enough, and surprised me, they were eighth in points allowed last year um, in the NFL. Yeah. They were tied fifth in turnovers at 29. So 10 more turnovers than the Denver Broncos, but and still a top 10 defense as far as points allowed. Turned over a fair amount, brought in a decent amount of talent. Where does that leave these Chiefs? It is 12 and 5, same as the Chargers for me, but that 12 and 5 has them as the seventh seed in the AFC. Uh, so I guess the way our, the splits worked out is the Chargers would be the sixth seed. So the Chiefs would be the final playoff seed in the AFC for me. Dun, dun, dun. Las Vegas has them also 10 and 5. So Vegas sees. Kansas City, Denver, and the Chargers all at 10 and 5. You have them two 12 wins and a 13 win. I have Kansas City 12 and 5 also. So we've got them all kind of lumped in together there with I got two 12s and I got two 12s and 11. You got two 12s and a 13. So we're all there together. So I'm going to assume you don't have the Raiders 12 and team. I don't want to. Which means going on to the final team, there's only so many wins uh, to go around. The Las Vegas Raiders bringing in new head coach, Josh McDaniels. And if we know anything about football, it's that anyone from this Patriots coaching tree comes in and has immediate success and goes on to have his own Hall of Fame career. Oh, no, that's entirely incorrect. Raiders, 10 wins last year as a result of the aforementioned Brandon Staley's uh, shitty game management at the end there. Kept the Chargers out. Um, What did the Raiders do this year? Well, the big trade was for Devontae Adams. They gave up a first and a second, so they didn't pick until the third round where they took a guard. Fourth round, they took Zamir White, who was – top running back coming out of high school a few years ago. Didn't get a ton of work at Georgia, but nobody does at Georgia. And he did happen to lose two ACLs while there. So there are some (laughs) concerns about his knees. However, 
he's out of ACLs to, to tear, right? <laughs> then later in the fourth, another defensive. I don't think that's defensive. how that works, Sean. Pretty like sure a, that's not. Like a Tommy that, John. It's better. It's <laughs> better when you come back. But usually when you blow one, you're more likely to blow the other. So now he, he's. Because you blown, compensate. Yeah. He's blown both wheels, so he should be he's even okay. footing. Yep. <laughs> Fourth round, uh, shortly after Zamir White, they took a defensive tackle. Fifth round, another defensive tackle. Seventh round, of an offensive tackle. And late in the seventh, 29th pick, uh, running back out of UCLA, Britton Brown. And I only mention him because if there's anything Nick Daniels and the Patriots are known for, it is ruining the value of your good running backs with role-playing secondary backs. Free agency. Did I mention running backs? Because they brought in Amir Abdullah, and they brought in Brandon Bolden, who comes over from that Patriots system. So now you get to ju- – it's it's very Patriotsy. You get to juggle between uh, Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake, Zamir White, Britton Brown, Amir Abdullah, and Brandon Bolden. It's going to be Patriot-y, isn't it? Yeah. They also signed Demarcus okay. Robinson, brought him over from the Chiefs. That ends their moves on offense, besides I mentioned Devontae mm. Adams. Pretty interesting. You didn't, sign, you didn't mention Jakob Johnson, who's the fullback from the Patriots, who they brought in. You mentioned Britton Brown. They also brought over the Patriots fullback to come with Josh McDaniel. So just more gray. I missed it. Atrocious. <laughs> yes, that's perfect. <clears throat> but here's something I didn't realize. I thought they had a better wide receiver room. I mean, I get Darren Waller is a huge part of their offense, so they can afford to be a little light at wide receiver. John, but na- they had Craze Jones and then perennial disappointment somehow, Brian Edwards running significant routes last year. That that Hunter, Hunter Redfro was the class of their wide receiver room. But so it's Renfro and Devontae Adams. Do you know who their current wide receiver three is? Uh well I uh, one, I'm looking at their free agent signings, but two, I'm, I'm going to guess it's either Keelan Cole or Demarcus Robinson. <laughs> Mac Hollins. That won't be for long. But Mac Hollins is a good special teams guy, so he, there's no way he starts in three wide sets. Give me Keelan Cole's. Keelan Cole deserves to start in three wide sets. Can Keelan Cole get a chance again? Let him be the third wide receiver for the for the Raiders this year. But yeah, that's atrocious. I mean, <laughs> in a, in a, in in a division where we've been talking about it. Being shootouts, I didn't realize how few bullets the Raiders had. Raiders don't want none of that smoke. <laughs> they no. want none of that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, defensively, they brought in Chandler Jones, so they've got Chandler Jones and, and Max Crosby as their two pass rushers, which should help them when <laughs> they've got all these good quarterbacks peppering them all over the field. But Jeez. this team is worse on paper than I thought. Had I looked really thoroughly at this roster and then did the win losses. I think they would have been worse than I had them. That being said, Las Vegas has them moving down 10 win team last year, down to eight and a half, according to Las Vegas. And I I think just being the Vegas team, they get a small bump that they shouldn't. They're probably seven and a half. If they're still (laughs) in Oakland, I have them at five and 12 because if the other three are in double digits, there's, they're getting their, their dicks kicked in by the other teams, right? So Yikes. I got them at five. I have them at nine and eight. So I'm probably right around Vegas. I think this is all going to be, you know, a above 500 division. But 
if they're eight and nine, it wouldn't surprise me. I think they're a distant fourth to the first three teams that we discussed here. To your point, I just they precious little depth. They're relying on an aging receiver, you know, coming over in a trade, which that that doesn't usually go well with you know a veteran receiver, you know, coming to a new team on the back end, but he does have history with Derek Carr. So I guess there's probably something to be had there. But ton of running backs and all it does is water down Josh Jacobs, who I still think has been used improperly for the better part of his Raiders career. And now he's going to be gone next year, so maybe go somewhere else and he's appreciated. So good. But when you were talking about Chandler Jones coming in and, and Max Crosby, did you realize Max Crosby signed a four-year, $98.98 million extension, including 95 mil in new money with 53 mil guaranteed? Chandler Jones' three-year deal is worth 52.5. Max Crosby's got 53 guaranteed money coming to him in his four-year deal. That is just bonkers money. And then I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about the Derek Carr contract because I have to bring it up every time it comes up. Everyone's like, they committed to him. Three years, $121 million extension, right? Well, that came with a sterling $7.5 million signing bonus. $7.5 million, right? Okay, so yeah, they're on the hook this year. They're clearly going to start Derek Carr this year in the first year with Josh McDaniels. He's got a cap hit of 24 yeah, roughly $25 million. I'm sorry, in yearly cash. Cap hit, largely the same, just under 25 mil. Okay, what does his cap hit versus cash look like in, uh, let's say, 2023? One year from now. Um, <laughs> going to be crazy. He, $33 million in cash. Salary. Okay? Like, yeah, yeah, yearly cash. That's what they would have to literally hand him every year. That's their cash. That's not even their, their cap hit. Cap hit's almost 35, right? Dead cap. $5.6 million. Bye-bye. Or restructure. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> Which one do you hit me? You want to keep going? You want to keep going? Let's go. 2024. 42 million in yearly cash. 3.7 mine. 3.75 million. Three? 3.75. Yep. Just, just that number's going to keep going down, John. Okay. Just <laughs> and then all the way out in 2025. So to the end of that three year extension. 41.3 million yearly cash, 1.875 in a debt cap. It's why do you sign gonna, this? Why do you yeah, fucking sign this? What is that? Why did he sign this deal? Whatever his, whatever he was scheduled to make in twenty two, I, I I'm very curious. It had to be around the twenty five million at this point. With him. <sighs> he had signed a second contract with them already. Why would you agree to this deal? You just you're just betting on yourself too hard. That's what I'm saying. What too kind hard. of numbers does he have to put up to for stay? them to to stay? They have to be a playoff team this year for him to stay, in my opinion. They were close last year. You said they were a 10-win team last year, right? Did they? Oh, they did they make they made the playoffs? I thought, and then they because the Chargers, yes. stupid Staley. That's right. <laughs> and then they, did they get did they get smacked in the playoffs? I feel like they did. Probably. Right, Got to look at that. So, but yeah, that I mean, money is, is he he needs fire agent Derek. forty touchdowns, right? I, I could have negotiated a better deal than this. Don't have a law degree <laughs> and don't understand contracts. I'm getting him better deal than this. Hundred percent. I'll be the new Rich Paul of the NFL. <laughs> just just negotiate without any basis. 4040 is is the minimum to stay there. It's insane the way his contract is structured and it's probably clearly McDaniel's isn't a uh Derek Carr guy or part of his thing was I need to know I can blow this all up a year from now if it doesn't work. Like this guy this guy there had to be something associated with it. I don't know when he signed his deal against when McDaniel's came in probably should add some of that 
worked out before I go on this rant, but his contract just always blows my mind. And anyone that's like dynasty by Derek Carr, you then believe that Derek Carr is the 4,040 touchdown guy that Josh just said, because he's going to have to earn it every year for the next three years. Poor, poor Devontae Adams came it's, all the way <laughs> all the way out to Vegas to play with his pal. It's painful. It's it. going to be one year for him. It's painful saying it. It really is. So you had them at an abysmal five and twelve. If his five and twelve is Derek Hart gone after this year, he'll start somewhere else. He'll get he'll get a start. They can be five and twelve with him throwing forty touchdowns. I mean, you look, look really at this think division. it comes down to statistics for him? Like you really think they're like, oh, it wasn't your fault, Derek, that we were twelve and five? You threw forty th- four thousand I mean, yards. A lot goes into that. Depends. All right, let's, it, let's, let's look at all it really is. Let's look at old Derek, okay? He threw for 4,800 yards last year, and I mean, he's not, never been a big touchdown guy. Only 23 touchdowns for a 10-7 and seven team. He was 4,127 in a 16-game season when they were 8-8 eight eight the year before. Oh, I don't think he's going to get to that. He was 4,000. Oh, there. my goodness. He's got one season of 30 touchdowns in his NFL yeah. career. He's I been in the league man. for how many years is this? I got to do the math because he's on some eight years he's been in the NFL. And it was his sophomore season where he threw 30, 32 touchdowns, sub 4,000 passing yards that year for a 7-9 Oakland Raiders team. But he's been 21, 32, 28, 22, 19, 21, 27, 23 touchdowns in his eight-year career. But he likes throwing them picks. 12, 13, 6, <laughs> 13, 10, 8, 9, 14. For his career, TD rate of 4.3, touchdown rate of 1.9. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good, Derek. You can't have just two to one TD to interception rate. Oh, I don't think Devontae Adams is going to solve that. He might push him into the 30s with touchdowns, but I don't see. I don't see a world where Derek Carr throws for 40 touchdowns. I think they want to be run based. And I just don't think Derek Carr's that guy to be a 40-touchdown guy. If our narrative of these AFC West shootouts comes to be, I think he could see an uptick just by virtue of playing catch-up every week. But I, if I were a betting man, I'd take the under on all that. He threw 626 passes last year. I'm on pro football reference, so I'm not looking at where that stacks up against the rest of the league, but – significantly more and even just on an average he threw 517 passes in a 16 game slate last year so he threw 109 more passes in one more game this year so he's even last year he threw it more still threw 23 touchdowns and we're talking about the talent so we just added Devonte adams to that entire offense that's it that's really it i mean zay jones out brian edwards out Best case with Keelan, Keelan Cole, Demarcus Robinson, and obviously Matt Collins is a wash. So we're just Devontae Adams just gonna sky skyrocket this Raiders offense to respectability. Yikes. Gross. Double, double cover him, let Hunter Renfro catch eight yard passes all day long and just keep throwing bombs over their head. Let's see if they can play catch up with that underneath play. Maybe Darren Walker will shit together. <laughs> Twelve catches every week for Renfro. Yikes. Yeah, I mean, first in Renfro, right? That's what he is. We keep, we keep omitting Waller, but it's kind of fun because the rest of them stink. Yeah. Derek, Derek Carr's middle name is Dallas, by the way. Well, anytime, we, anytime we come up with that 
DDC. Signed a dumb, dumb contract. (laughs) 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 I mean, it's it. I almost need to remind myself every time because I'm like, that's nah, that's not true. Like Spot Track's going to update that at some point, and then every now just keep going back. Same same contract. He 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 walked in with a Mont Blanc pen, and walked out with a bick. <laughs> what you got to lick the fucking top of it to get it to work? <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, you ever one of those shitty ones where you click it and the fucking whole tip shoots off? Right, <laughs> and it sticks down. Doesn't doesn't button anymore. And then until you're right with it, and then it retracts. And then it pops, retracts. Yeah, that's that's probably that's the pen he should have had. The one that refuses yeah. to let him sign it every time. No. I, uh, I don't get it. Just throwing a bag at a defensive end and they're just thoroughly disrespecting their quarterback. Maybe not disrespecting, maybe properly respecting. But just guaranteed money is the the demarcation of what you think a player's value is for your team, right? Yeah. They have $7.5 million. I mean, I I want to see how many players got more than that on, like, deals this year that just aren't even quarterbacks. It's going to be endless amounts. <laughs> Christian Kirk. <laughs> endless amounts. <laughs> Zay Jones always, might have got more in guarantees. Always Christian Kirk. I'm looking right now. Let's just do this, and then we'll get out of here. How much guaranteed money did Zay Jones get in his new contract? Now, granted, the ceiling is different. Guaranteed money did our boy Crazy Jones get. And what's Carr's wide receiver official, four in Jacksonville? What's Carr's actual guaranteed number? Let me start. That's, uh, I, I thought I was going to be right here, but Zay Jones only got $5.5 million signing bonus. So he didn't quite hit the $7.5 million that Derek Carr got to sign. His <laughs> he ain't far off. But 3-24, 14 mil guaranteed. All right, what would you say? What is, what is good old Derek Carr's? Yeah. All right. Let's get there. Quality programming. Why can't it just always come up? Because that's what I wanted to do. Derek Carr. It's probably whatever his money is for this year. That's oh, why his cap is there. His total guarantees. Yep. That's the, the number. 24,877,519. That's what his cap is this year. His dead cap. <clears throat> it boy. Guaranteed to sign. It says total guarantees, which... It's probably still gonna have to explain to me. It says sixty-five million in total guarantees, but guaranteed at signing was only twenty-four point eight million. So we'll see. Uh, his twenty-three salary plus seven point five million of his twenty-four salary becomes fully guaranteed on February fifteenth of twenty twenty-three. <clears throat> it's injury guaranteed at signing. So. Derek, shit's going south. <laughs> Blow that knee out. Not to, telling you how to live your life, sir, but if that guarantees that salary, so that's what, that 32, 33 mil, and then 7.5. So that's 40 mil gets guaranteed on val- Valentine's Day the 15th? 14th. It's the day after Valentine's Day. It behooves you to roll your ankles, sir. So that's that other 40 million of total guarantee. So that is not guaranteed. If they cut him before February 15th, that is not a guarantee. That is just a likely, I think they call it like a likely guarantee type thing. But we're, we're going we're to see how they feel about their car come Valentine's Day next year. That's for fucking sure. He's, he's the opposite Josh Johnson. His kids, his kids skate where my kids skate and everybody at the place says, 
nothing but glowingly nice things about him. So listen, highly religious, nicest guy in the world. Hopefully totally for him, backdoored at the <laughs> the negotiating table. Nah, I mean, he he wasn't tricked. Him and his agent were like, yeah. Nah, someone got tricked. Let's see. But I guess it. with the out built in there, if he doesn't want to fucking play for McDaniel, which would also make sense, he can jump ship and he can go start in some. He's made hundred and uh, like roughly one hundred and eleven million dollars in eight seasons. So he's he's done pretty well. He'll manage. He's <laughs> he'll figure it out. But he's slated to make more than that over the next four. So he's he's doubling up over his his first four years than his next four years. But not happening. DDC. Yikes. Well, that phone a friend, buddy. On that downer of a note, that should do it for us. Wrapping up the AFC West and the AFC as a whole is behind us. Couple couple weeks coming up here, four weeks to be exact. We have the NFC to come. So look forward to that. Hopefully you get a little value from our look at the AFC, but that should do it for us. For myself, John Debari, my co-host, Mr. Matt Walker, we are the Fantasy 40, brought to you by Expand the Box Score, and we are out of here. Out of Las Vegas after next season, Derek Carr. Oh, boy. It's a good one. Oh. Yikes. All right. Hit end on this, and then I, I do want to... It's beyond me. I I want to go. I can give a shit about this. I want to know what the high school is at this point. Done. If I'm if I'm not still talking to you, there's a reason. I want to see <clears throat> the disasters people have turned into. No, they're all like plenty the, of fish, apparently. Wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> Boy. <laughs> Just, <laughs> plain and simple. Zero. They're out there. Zero point zero. (laughs) It's generous. Yeah. Not trying to offend here. (laughs) And I'll put in in the text string of which one each of us are doing because we all know who's going to fuck that up. Right? (laughs) This guy. <laughs> Barreling down the Patriots way. <laughs> Reckless abandon. <clears throat> so yeah. We'll get into that. Well, you got your a good chance. I just look like shit, but this weird light from the backside really accentuates the awfulness. It gives you depth. I mean, I got this, I don't know where my light's coming from. Because I don't have any on in this house and the blinds are drawn, but for some reason I got a got a sunshiny hue to me. I was I was back there. You go. Take that picture. Fucking there you go. That on your profile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even go. I don't even look for good ones. It's just funny to go on there and see the terrible nah. ones. What fun is that? The good looking yeah. ones aren't on plenty of fish. They're actually out dating people. They're not in my age bracket. <laughs> not your age bracket. You might have to start looking at a few towns over. Look at Henderson. See what comes up. No, I did. I just because, like I said, it's just goofy. Can you right? extend a radius?
When you, yeah, you know, I, like you're like searching. They only like, let you do two hundred. Oh, oh, what do you mean two hundred miles? miles? Yeah, that's fucking pretty substantial. Some let some do yeah. coast. Some do global. Fuck that. What? So you can have a fake relationship for five years and never meet the person? Can't catfish by some <laughs> Greek guy. <laughs> I, I thought two hundred was a bit generous. That's over three hours. I mean. Oh yes, yeah, so people. It's people are willing to travel, but deep into California, I'm like, mm, yeah, like two weird. hours. Yeah, give me a hundred miles, cut in half. Yeah, reasonable traffic. Let's just keep it keep it realistic. Where you're actually ever going to meet the person? Bullshit. I'm coming out with a dating website, dating app. Going to meet some pl- plenty of distance. <laughs> These are truly attainable. I'm going to meet some gentleman from Greece. Is <laughs> yeah. going to get me on 90 day fiance? It'll be Show touring the Greek countryside with pictures of some chick that doesn't even exist. Yeah, all those fantastic, you know, <laughs> Greek cliffs and wherever the hell that is. Where's that? Where's that uh, island? Isn't there an island? Like in Greece? Santorini. Is that what it is? Where all the rich people go? All the white. Isn't Greece bankrupt? White everything. Didn't Greece like totally collapsed like their economy? Uh, they were close until they got accepted into the Euro. Everyone gets bailed out but us, John. We're doing the bail. Fighting a good fight. I'm talking about me and you, I'm not talking about the United States. There are no bailouts for me. (laughs) (laughs) Just fucked. I'm I'm over here shoveling. (laughs) Bailing myself out. (laughs) I got a pail. I'm good. Yep. You want to sit? You want to sit sit over there and watch me shovel stones all day long? <laughs> I forget that when you said it there. Yep. All right. I'll go sit over there. <laughs> <laughs> I watch you. <clears throat> I got the house to myself again. I don't know what. Oh. Do you want to get that pantsless swimming yet? I have not. I Pussy. should. Pussy. My my neighbor's wall is too low. Too low or just low enough? Low enough. <laughs> got kids. I don't need perfectly kids. low. I don't need the kids peeping over. Listen, if you do it, hey, after like Mister, nine, my ball listen, came after over. nine o'clock. You just question their parenting, right? Why well, your kids should be asleep? Not oh, looking at my junk. Meant, I thought you meant midday. Get a little no, no, go sun there. on my yeah. pieces. Yeah, going to get yourself a banana hammock. It's respectable. I bought a speedo when I got the pool just for there fun. You, there. You. <laughs> Looks like we just solved that problem. <laughs> it's just like, I'm just over here doing my laps. <laughs> Trying to be streamlined. I'm going to lose this damn Zero guy. drag. Yeah, well, no, no, no. That's in, poor, that's in, a European, <laughs> in a European beach, speaking of Greece, yeah, I fit in perfectly. I can't. Oh. In my backyard, it's shameful. Just met. Yeah, you're in peace, man. It's, just, it's like the judgment-free zone. It's like Planet Fitness. It always comes back around, Planet Fitness. It's your backyard. What is judgment that? free? Judgment free zone. Fucking videos that come out of that place. Ah, uh, chock full of weirdos. I've taken That's a few insane. recently. It's gotten to the point where I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah, like, Planet Fitness. Like, yeah, totally consumed me at one time. Oh, it's on my. Gotta, it's on my Twitter share somewhere. Share these when we're done. There's a guy just doing karate, straight doing karate, like an old bed. <laughs> he has him on a treadmill, and I'm like. All right, I'm getting the phone out. I don't give a shit. I'm like not even trying to hide it. I'm like <laughs> right at you. He's doing like spin kicks, <laughs> jumps, dude. It's hilarious. Oh, and um, you, um, 
Speaking of embarrassing people trying to sneak a, a video, you didn't think that guy doing the fucking Dance Dance Revolution was a silly video? It, maybe it just didn't go long enough. I mean, he was committed, but I I wanted more. You know, I you 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 had your kids in front of you. you had like the perfect excuse to like prolong that. I just never think it, I never thought it got there, John. And I expect more from you. Not that it was strange that a grown it man was. was- Crazy doing it. before I started. Exactly. Like because so, I was like, oh look at this. I'm already guy. like, okay, there's an adult on a child's game. So I'm already Dude, like and, here. and then I didn't see anything that like oh sure he brought the proper like fucking drinks hydration. Yeah, he's gonna be there. Bizarre. Very strange. You should have got your kids <laughs> right away from him. Immediately. <laughs> <I need laughs> should have been videotaping at all. Needed to push him closer. But <laughs> for the purposes of your your your, your uh physical they're memorializing it. <laughs> you had to stay Kids, the course. Get in there. Get in there with that guy. Tell him you're next. <laughs> put, put a quarter on the machine. Quarters on the machine next to his fucking water. <laughs> I got next. <laughs> really throw him off. Probably break an ankle. <laughs>